Welcome to the Reset Podcast with Kirk Elliott, PhD, where every week we integrate politics, economics, and legislation that will impact your investment portfolios and lives. In doing this, we can reset our expectations so we can invest with wisdom, discernment, and confidence. Sit back, listen, and learn as we go on the journey of navigating through the economic jungle together. You know what time it is. It's time for an economic update with Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott. Yay! Oh my word, it's so great to be with you again. Did y'all have a good weekend? We We did. We went to Vermont and looked at leaves, but it's actually a lot more exciting than it It sounds. I didn't know what it'd be like. Stacey's parents celebrated their 60th anniversary. And so we, you know, her her brother and sister and, and spouses, we all went. So there's eight of us. And I, I didn't know, what do you do when you look at leaves? You yeah. walk out in the woods and find a tree, and it's like, <laughs> it's not changing, you know. But um, we nailed the week perfect. There's just reds and different colors. You know, Missouri's got a lot of trees. I'm a big, big fan of all that. Love fall and the change of it. But there's no place really I've ever seen in my life quite like Vermont. And then mm-hmm. then we had the time together as a family. It was really uh, really good. Played a lot of cards and ate maple syrup, maple ice cream, maple bacon, maple It's like, you know, the guy in Forrest Gump. Yep. You know, we did. Uh, we tried it all. Everything with maple, and it was incredible. We had a great time and and uh, rested and recharged. And uh, the young blood held down the fort while we were gone. Did a did a did a admirable, admirable job. He he did an awesome job. Yeah. I was I was impressed. It was it was a great show. And I didn't know that you were in, in Vermont. Did you see my wife Joe up there, by the way? Was Joe in Vermont? <laughs> Well, well, she was. She went up with her her sister and parents. Um, we live in upstate New York, right next to Vermont. Okay, and then yep. they drove through and went to like Connecticut and Rhode Island to look do the same thing. Look at all the trees. Yeah. So, oh my god! We same, same weekend. Yeah. How well, the, the, cool! The night is temperatures that? were dropping, which causes the leaves to shift. And then on the last day we were leaving, there was a huge rain. And all of them started kind of falling, you know. And even the week we were there, we saw it kind of go a little more brown, you know, wasn't quite as vibrant. Yep. So we just. We, we crushed that week. We're by a town called Stowe that has like a um, mm-hmm. ski resort, uh-huh. you know, and, and stuff there. So it was, you know, little tiny mountains. It's funny, you know, we used to live in Colorado as well as you and, you know, Pikes Peaks right there, 14, 15,000 feet. Like their biggest mountain's like 4,000. You know, I don't, I don't know when it like still a, cold though. I don't when, know when a boat becomes a ship or, you know, true. how those kind of things, you know, the, what differentiate when a, when a hill becomes a mountain or how that works. You but, know, we, we started the base of mountain and we took a gondola up to the top of the mountain. And when we got to the top, it was cold. I mean, there was definitely a difference. You a know, snow. There was some snow up there. Uh, I had to buy some gloves when I was up there. I mean, it was definitely cold when you got to the top of the They're mountain. They're cute, though. It's like in Spanish, you call them like a little, little mountito. You know, it's like <laughs> not quite right. a mountain. It's like a little mountito. It was good. So cute. Yeah, I mean, it's all a matter of perspective, right? I yep. mean, that 4,000 there, would, uh, which is their mountain. Yep. We wouldn't even call it a hill. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no. I know. <laughs> It's like, oh, the road's going up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a slight undulation in the highway. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was good. We had a, we had a, a great time and uh, loved the episodes you, that you, you recorded with Colton. And I love the way that you're always researching and looking yes. at this because we're not in necessarily uh, consistent economic times where, where cycles of the past could tell us the present and the future because mm-hmm. there's never been some of the factors happening that are happening right now. These right. are different than, and so, you, you know, people know this, but but you have two PhDs, not one. You have double the PhDs for the same price, <laughs> and uh, you're like an incredible value because, you know, uh, 
uh, the complexity of the situation. Mm-hmm. And you look at it through a lens of economics, global banks, inflation, which is your one PhD, but you also have have uh, you know the the theology in a, in a biblical perspective mm-hmm. in a PhD there as well. So we need both of those right now so much. So important. Yeah, we we really do. I mean, it's it's understanding the times that we're living in, right? You've got political forces, economic forces, social forces, all of them going into one. Well, that's where the wisdom and discernment um, that, that you only get from God can actually yep. help you navigate through that mess, right? So, so really, it is it is a perfect combination for the times that we're living in. And uh, you know, we we'd spoken on this show about. Oh, over the last couple of weeks, some big bank failures, right? We talked yes. about Bank of England. Um, mm-hmm. Now they're they're doing margin calls on Englanders' pension plans, which is insane. It's like, what? How how can those pensioners um, have a margin call on on something that wasn't their fault, right? Right. But, right. But they're they will have to ultimately pay for that. And then we talked about Credit Suisse, big, huge, mm-hmm. massive. Swiss bank, you know, up on the verge of, of ending um, their capitalization, liquidity, going bankrupt, right? So, mm-hmm. so there's things that, that um, banks, big banks have, their, their derivatives, credit default swaps, which are basically insurance companies that issue insurance that help protect them against a failure, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So, so the riskier um, the thing, just like, just like normal life insurance, right? If you're if you're, um, you know, uh, obesely overweight and a smoker and, and have cancer, well, you p- can't even get insurance, right? Right. And you start going down some of those those little pecking order. I mean, the, the more healthy you are, the cheaper your life insurance premiums, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing with credit default swaps and some of these derivatives that these banks have to pay for, for uh, protection against going under. So we've got a chart here that I want to show everybody because we talked about those credit default swaps. And really, for all of the the viewers who haven't listened before, a credit default swap is a highly leveraged debt instrument. It's it's an insurance policy um, that that protects them against failure. Well, if you look at what's happened over the last few weeks, the premiums, so, so this reflects the premiums on these insurance products have gone through the roof. So, so the big top one, that blue line, that's that's um, Credit Suisse. I mean, it's because they're about to go under, right? And so, so you look at at some of the other ones on there. Um, the red one is is um, Deutsche Bank, which I mean, that's that's really looking pretty rough. Mm-hmm. But all of them, it's not like you just have a couple of these big banks. You've got. Morgan Stanley, you got Goldman Sachs, you got Bank of America, you have UBS, you have Credit mm-hmm. Suisse, you have BNP Paribas. Uh, all of these big, huge, massive international banks, national banks, um, their their premiums for for default are going through the roof. So, what does that tell us? It tells us that it's not just isolated mm-hmm. to one one bank. It's not just isolated to the Bank of England. It's not just mm-hmm. isolated to, to Credit Suisse. It's like across the board. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing that that chart there. I thought that was very ominously telling as, as to what's coming because these insurance carriers that are funding the decapitalization of all of these banks, right, the, the protection against them, what happens if one of them fail? It's going to be more than one. It's going to be quite a few of them that fail. 
And so therefore, the insurance companies that are issuing those contracts will fail as well because yeah. they're not going to have the capital to fund all of it. I mean, it's it's kind of an alarming situation where you see bank failures are going to possibly spell the end of a lot of insurance companies as well. It's just the time that, that we're living in. Right. It's like I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be the counterparty to any of these big banks right now. Right. Are, they're not going to make it. And and the banks a lot of their their capitalization issues, obviously, you can't pin the blame on somebody else, right? You mm-hmm. you gave out bad loans, you gave out credit to, to too many people didn't have it. But but a lot of the problem is coming from the Fed and coming from the central bank, mm-hmm. offering cheap loans, offering cheap credit. But then at the same time, like in America, uh, July of last year, when the Fed took two and a half trillion dollars of liquidity out of the banking system. So now they don't have it. And then they changed the rules, which it's like this dangling this carrot out there for, for the banks. It's like, OK, banks, um, we're trying to stimulate the economy and, and the reserve requirement, which was the amount that like if you, Stacy, like if you were to put 100 bucks in your checking account, um, if the reserve requirement is 10, means they only kept $10 back and they would they would loan out $90 to okay. somebody else. But this yep. is how banks make money. It's fractional mm-hmm. reserve banking. Well, at July of last year, they took the reserve requirement to zero. Zero. Oh, they don't have to keep anything in there? Banks now don't have to have any money on hand. I mean, talk about right for a bank failure. Oh, my gosh. And they're all tied together. I think these insurance company numbers, though, are are, – it kind of reminds me of – you know, you can have pundits talking about NFL teams all week long. You know, this is why this guy and this quarterback, this kind of stuff, you know, the Chiefs lost to the Bills by four points this weekend. Well, you look at Vegas, you know, Vegas was calling it like a three point game. It's like mm-hmm. those guys look at it. A little, they're not a pundit. They're not some former player and talk. They're like, here's here's the line. Vegas tends to be a lot more accurate than the pundits. Because yeah. that's that's their livelihood. I mean, they're right. their money. They don't mess with you. you. Probably get your fingers broke. You know, whatever you mess with those guys. So, <laughs> you know, the insurance companies—they're not political. They're not trying to win your support to elect them to a thing. Like they're saying, if I'm going to insure you, this is what it's going to cost because yeah. of the risk involved. And so, I think that's that's a more telling thing than any financial pundit point. that you could have out there. Oh, it, it is point. when when money is involved. Um, People tend to, well, I would say the professionals tend to not make the wrong decision. We as people tend to make the wrong decision most of the time because when money is involved, fear sets in, Mm -hmm. right? And Or greed, one of the other. And neither one of those are are good personality traits, so to speak, that that you should be operating in when you're you're dealing with your finances. Mm -hmm. Because greed will get you in at the end of a trend when you shouldn't be going into it. And fear will cause you to enact or do the wrong thing, right? Great point. So, so here's where we really need to operate with wisdom and discernment and a sound mind. And, you know, everything that, that God gave us, one thing that God didn't give us, spirit of fear. That's right. right? right? That's that's something that man yep. gives us, or the fear of man, right? It's like, yep. no, we're, that's not us. That's not mm-hmm. who we're created to be. So, so if... And, and you know what? I'm I'm preaching to the choir here too. So this is just human nature. Sometimes we get scared about things. But if you are, then I would encourage you to take the leap of faith and 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 get out. I mean, there yeah. are things we can do with our finances that that will actually put a smile on your face, get you in the right place at the right time, get you prospering, Huge. 
And so you can actually have that fear, fear melt away. I mean, but it does take a leap of faith. I would, I would encourage you, give us a call, right? Because this is what we do. This is what we've done for 27 years. And most people don't realize that, that in in light of hearing about all of our freedoms eroding, um, the, the stock market collapsing, real estate collapsing, um, that there are good things that we can do with our assets. Well, there are, there, there's a lot of good things and, we just have to, when fear starts to speak loudly in your ears and, and starts to set in your mind, you just have to kick it out. It's a spirit. Love just it. kick it That's out. Right. right. Cause it doesn't belong Damn. there. That is so true. I, you know, as I was looking at the, that chart there, have you ever seen that happen before Dr. Kirk in your 27 years? Y- yeah, we, we have. I mean, we saw a brief stint in like 2018, 2019, but it was, it was uh, just a blip on mm-hmm. into what it is right now. But but 2009, it mm-hmm. was the same same exact scenario, and when and, and it was prior to the buildup, right? So mm-hmm. so banks started getting stressed. They started to get um, uh, afraid of of what's going to happen, right? And then when when Lehman Brothers kind of went went belly up, mm-hmm. you got AIG, you know, Lehman Brothers before AIG in 2009. It's like okay, this is a problem. And, and so, but, but the credit default swap spreads spread before there was the problem Yeah, because the insurance carriers, like you said, you know, the professionals aren't, aren't really going to lose too much. It's just like in mm-hmm. Vegas, right? They're going to be in the right place at the right time and try to maximize the moment. So, so their premiums on credit default swaps were mm-hmm. exploding prior to the correction happens. So this is where I see that something is probably going to happen here because um, a, the banks are looking for an insurance policy to cover them against loss. That's number one. Yeah. Number two, the insurance carriers that uncover that they're thinking, Oh my word, there's probably going to be loss. We're going to have these insurance premiums go through the roof, which is what that, that chart shows. So both of those added together uh, probably spell um, a pretty I mean, I, I wouldn't say immediate, but mm-hmm. very close proximity to where we are now. Failure in the in the banking world. Mm-hmm. That's what you need. You need something physical, something you can actually touch. Tangible. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know. We started, you know, working with you on this probably a year, year and a half ago, moving out of fake money into mm-hmm. something you can physically touch and keeping it out of those institutions that are operating so cavalier with our. That's right. Money. You know, um, and again, they don't have pallets of cash in the back. This is all just in their computers, and they can stop that at any given mm-hmm. moment. So the floor is really high on a product like silver, you know, because if if nothing happens, at least you have what you have, right? Which is a pretty good place. But there's a really high upside mm-hmm. as well that when the fake monies are crashing, that this closes the gap between the price of it and gold. And yeah. you've got something that, that has a high upside as well, mm-hmm. but with a solid floor, because you're always touching something that's never going to be blockbuster stock or something yeah. that's just, uh, you know, looks good, but it's worth nothing now or Confederate dollars or anything else. That's exactly For right. Sure. So people can go right. to flyovergold.com because you were saying get a hold of us. You go to flyovergold.com. It's a landing page. And then when you scroll down to the bottom, there's a place to fill out your information. 
When you do that, somebody from Dr. Kirk's team will get a hold of you. They're going to answer your questions. It's a free consultation to get your questions answered. There's no reason not to get a hold of them to find out more information. You can also call 720-605-3900. Again, 720-605-3900. Do it today. You will not regret it. I promise you, you'll be very happy. Thank you so much, Dr. Kirk, for your time. We really appreciate it. Are you having a hard time sleeping at night thinking, what are you going to do about your finances? If you went back to 1920 and you had a $20 bill and you had one ounce of gold, you could go into a men's clothing store and you could buy an entire suit, the jacket, shoes, pants, wow. belts, everything. Today, what would that $20 bill buy you? It wouldn't, you couldn't buy a handkerchief for the $20 bill, but that one ounce of gold would still buy you. Even today, it would buy you an entire men's suit, shoes, belt, pants, jacket, everything. That's the difference. But today, that change is happening faster than ever. And we know a guy by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott that we've known for over 25 years. He has two PhDs. This is who we're actually using. This is who our friends and family are using. And he's a guy we trust completely. And in today's era, you need somebody you trust. So go to flyovergold.com and learn how to protect yourself against an inflating dollar. Thank you for listening to Reset with Kirk Elliott, PhD. Every week, our goal is to increase your knowledge and help melt away any financial anxiety and stress that causes inaction. In any economy and with any presidential administration, there are things we can do to thrive and not just survive. Thanks for going on this journey with us. We look forward to our next time together on the next installment of Reset with Kirk Elliott, PhD. If you have any questions, call us at 720-605-3900 or simply email us at info at kirkelliotphd.com.